Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. Today, we're going to be starting a podcapping project. So this is sort of Amber Camuse and I, this is K-Drama Jen, by the way, are going to be doing a cozy chat podcapping of the Chinese drama Evernight. And so the reason that we kind of have started this little endeavor is because the rest of the fangirls, I don't understand why, but apparently do not want to have to keep up with 12 hours worth of Chinese drama per week. So um, K-Muse and I will be podcapping Evernight for you. And I'm actually really looking forward to it because the storyline is uh, very intriguing and just we've just started, uh, just finished our first week. And I think we're both very um, addicted to it. I was so, I was so excited we're going to do this project because through the whole thing, I was like, oh, I need to talk to somebody about this. I need to talk about somebody. Oh, I know. About and this. I was watching it late at night so that I couldn't talk to you, but... Um, I know, so and no one can... else is willing to watch it with us, which is so sad. It is so sad. We're going to send it out to the podcast at universe. Your, you know, <laughs> yeah, universe, the podcasting universe, and who knows? Maybe there'll be some like-minded people that love a good fighting action political hoopla of a Chinese drama. You know, I hope I hope so because this is a fun one. So. um Let's kind of start with cinematography. What do you think? We have to talk about it. We do. I am. I'm really enjoying this. Um, a few things that I have noticed. I'm starting to be able to recognize the various places that they film. Yeah. <laughs> After watching a couple of these where they have the high, you know, oh, we're in the mountains and oh, we're at this lake. I'm. I'm like, oh, that's the same place that was in. What was the one we like that? had grassland hottie in it uh tribes and empire yes i'm like oh that's the same scene as tribes and empire or oh that was in legend of fuyao i'm like seeing all these different places and it feels like we've been there before it's like we're revisiting places exactly and they're so pretty and so it's totally you know well worth it and and then i like how this director has somehow managed to make the fight scenes and the magic scenes look a lot less cheesy than they usually do. Yeah, these fight scenes are, um, I'm, these are some of my most favorite, I guess, my favorite fight scenes in a Chinese drama because yeah. of, it, it's the way they're filming it, I think. Um, it just looks so epic. And so I've really been enjoying the fight choreography and, and the way that they're filming it. Yeah, well, and we're used to, like, the Chinese, not to say that it's horrible, you know, they use the CGI, it's like, okay, that's just what they do, it's the way they film things, Um, and so that's fine, but this one is like, well, when they're doing the cheesy little fighting energy bolts at people, it feels like it's actually happening, there's that extra little tension, and, you know, I don't know what he's doing differently than other directors do, but it seems more realistic, and I feel like they're actually fighting, not just waving their hands and going, pew, 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 you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, because at the same time, I'm watching uh, Oriental Odyssey, that has a ton of CGI, like CGI. Oh, and that's definitely dragging. one of those where it's like, it's yeah, a little cheesy. It um, is not horrible, but it definitely is cheesy. Yeah, I'm and enjoying it, it, but it's but it it's doesn't not. settle you into the fight 
or it doesn't right. settle you into the magic. And there's multiple scenes in this where just like the director will start shimmering water and you see the energy going through water and you it makes you anticipate that something magical is about to happen. Right. Um, without that over the top kind of CGI cheesy stuff. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I look totally at all agree. the shiny lights and the lasers. And yeah, you know, <laughs> look, it's a dragon. <laughs> right. Yeah, we and, haven't really had any of that. So. Yeah, no, we haven't had any of that. And so I'm really enjoying it. Um, another thing I've noticed, I, I've come out in past movies. Usually it's movies that use this where they do the stop and then fast forward action moments. You know, yes. where they'll like slow it down and then all of a sudden they go really fast and slow it down and trying to make it look like really intricate and stuff. And usually it does not work for me. I don't really enjoy um, that style of fighting. However, the director here is doing it to where it's just the right beats. Right. You know, it's working for me. It is because often the fast forward parts are so fast that I can't focus in on the movements. I get kind of a little bit dizzy. But this director has just that perfect touch where he's doing a similar style of film of filming this, but it's you, it makes it look more intricate. It makes it look more tight. So I I can't tell if it like for me I'm not a film you know cinematography uh, student, so I don't really know this. But like I couldn't tell if it was the directing, the cinematography, or if the young actor was just really good at action scenes or if it's a combination, but he looks amazing every time he just goes nuts with his like uh, woodcutter, you know, chopping at everybody, like whatever it is. I'm just amazed. I think it is a bit of all of them, but they have luckily found someone who's very good at action scenes. Which, you know, can make all the difference in this kind of show. Because you want someone who looks natural, who doesn't look, like, stiff. And you want it to feel like, oh, yeah, they're kicking butt. Yeah. You know? And that's definitely how I felt in the that one particular scene, which I guess we can talk about a little bit later. But, wow. Like, it was, I found myself, like, so he's got this black mask that he, you know, puts up. And then suddenly the two of them just go nuts and I found myself like smiling through this whole thing I mean you know I like a good fight scene but (laughs) but the way that it was done I was just like wow that was so epic it was amazing it felt very like I don't know I had the same kind of feeling like when I was watching Goblin and the two you know the Reaper and Goblin were like teaming up on something and so yeah no it was a great scene I've really enjoyed that one um, there's one coming up next week that I really enjoyed that was very impressive and we'll talk about it next week. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, just, it's so impressive. I really am enjoying the cinematography. The director is very, he has a unique style and it's really making this story and the drama stand out compared to a lot of others that we're currently watching or have watched this year. Right. And you can really tell that he has a bigger vision than just, oh, well, we're going to make this person look pretty. I wanted to look up to see who the director is. Yes, we'll have to do that. I don't know. Are you near a computer? Can you Google I'm, it? Well, I was Googling on my phone. but um, <laughs> You're in pre-Google. You no, know, I'm kind of in. <laughs> it's a, but anyway, at some point, 
I'm just curious, like what if they've done anything that we know of? Because I would I would actually seek out another drama with this uh, director just because of I think how well it's been filmed and whatever they're doing is really working. So, um, but I can't find it right now. So you know we can put it in the show notes if we get if there. If we hunt it down, <laughs> if we hunt it down and can figure that out. So, but yeah, obviously you know whatever they're doing, it's working. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so what about the music? I okay. So I like two thirds of the music and the other third is like, eh. Yeah. I love the orchestra sweeping like the epic orchestra music that reminds me of you know how they used to use that orchestra in old like nineties blockbuster movies like Dancing right. with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans, like all that big full orchestra just booming forward to accentuate the action. I yeah. love when the show is using those kind of sounds. When it's like just the songs that obviously are for the soundtrack, it's like, eh, you know, not as much. They, they're not bad, but they don't stick out to me. Like the closing song and, and such. It's not one that I'd be like, oh yeah, that needs to go on my playlist. But I'm really loving the orchestra. And how they're using that as a offbeat with the action and the the what's going on on the movie. So I really like that. I'm with you. I I now I remember we talked we talked about this at some point in time because I looked up the director because it's Yang Yang and I was like is that's not the actor Yang Yang is it and I don't think it is but <laughs> I don't think it um, is. <laughs> but you know it has the same name. If it is, then he should be directing and not acting. Is all I like. agree. <laughs> um, I don't, I can't tell anything additional, but. Um, yeah. But uh, another thing that I was kind of thinking in the music is I remember when I was a kid watching, um, what is it? Shall we dance? Or the King and I. That's what it was. The King and the I. The King and I, yeah. And there's that scene where they are doing the rendition of Uncle Tom's Cabin where the music is um, showing the action that they're doing on on the play. Yes. And yes. that's what this kind of reminds me of because suddenly you'll hear the drums come in and you can see him fighting on the screen in time with the drums. And, you know, a lot of that just it kind of moves with what you're watching on the show as if you know it's like accentuating and it's happening in the music as well as it happening on your tv screen and it's very cool that is true that's what it reminded me of is that old movie from way back when <laughs> and i've always remembered that scene where they do the uncle tom's cabin and the girl and the play and everything and that's kind of what it reminds me of so i'm very impressed it's interesting when the music can feel like such an important part of the show, you know, that it's, that it's sort of, it's seamless in a way, but it, it's like a supporting character, supporting cast almost exactly. because of the way it supports it. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I haven't really stopped to really think about the musical score that much, but as you're talking, I can tell that it is definitely adding to it. Um, yeah. 
All right. So do you want to just chat briefly about this week's basic plot? Because this is the very beginning of Evernight. It is. And if anybody is um, either either thinking about watching it or watching it along with us, uh, we should probably just kind of chat a little bit about some of those main plot points um, and even some of the, I guess, main characters. Um, (laughs) I know because we haven't met them yet. Right. Uh, Because we've just chatted a lot about some of the things that we liked, but we haven't really talked about even what this is about. So do you want to Sure. a little bit? Um, I guess we should really start with, and I know I'm going to butcher all these names. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's not my strong suit. Jen's much better at it than I am. But uh, Sing Sing and Niki who are our two main characters. And I found it very interesting because we read the synopsis and it kind of gives you their background details and everything when you read it on my drama list. And rather than start at the beginning of their story, the show just starts right in the middle of their lives. Um, He's already a woodcutter, which is... Not... Exactly. Not that he cuts wood. No, I was confused. I'm all like, they're in the desert. Why is he cutting wood? (laughs) I'm so confused. No, that means that he goes and kills bandits. So he's like an extremely famous bandit killer is who our leading man is. And that's Niki. And um, so anyway, he kills off all these bandits and he and... Sang Sang, which is a girl he saved as a baby um, from a tribe that had been killed off except for her. They live in the desert and make a living through doing these, um, as- not assassinations, but they, they kill off all the bandits. That's how they make their living, is they kill people. So I th- I don't have the Chinese in front of me, so I think that it's Sang Sang and Sang Niche. Niche. Okay, I will I try to remember so. that. I don't know for sure. So if <laughs> listeners want to correct us, feel free. Um, yes, and please forgive us. Because <laughs> again, my Chinese is non-existent. So <laughs> and that's okay. I think we do the best we can. So we're, you know, please don't be yeah. offended if we uh, butcher names because we do the best we can. So we have uh, Sang Sang and Nietzsche out here um in the desert and he is um study or he wants to join to go to the city to be uh to study cultivated cultivated it cracks me up that word because when someone says cultivate i'm like oh you're cultivating corn or you're growing i'm thinking farming but no it means to go and become Oh, how is it termed? Like level up. You have to level like, up to yes, be level up your and, chi so you yes. can do all these magical powers and everything. And and is it Nietzsche? Uh, I think it's Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Nietzsche is told being told over and over again that everything in his innards are blocked and that there's no way he can <laughs> cultivate. Right. <laughs> and he keeps saying, screw you to everyone. That's I'm right. going to cultivate anyway. You watch um, me. I'm going to go cultivate. <laughs> yes, yes. And he wants to cultivate because he wants revenge against the people that killed his family. And right. so his whole goal is to cultivate up and kill off the main bad guys um, and get his revenge for his family's destruction. And, you know, that's, and in his mind, that's the only way you can do it is to cultivate yourself. (laughs) 
And so then early on, we meet the princess who is married to kind of this, um, uh, it's a tribal, tribal king, right? Yeah. yeah, tribal king. And her husband kicks the bucket and they decide that she needs to die with him. So they're going to like burn her on fire so she can die with her husband because, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. I would want, I would, you know, want to make sure. But that is, that historically is quite accurate that in some cultures, if the husband dies, the, the wife is burned along with it's him. It's kind of like that terracotta soldier thing where you send them off to go up with the king into heaven and the exactly. wife is kind of like part of that. You know, she's the shadow that has to be killed off. Um, good times, good times. They, um, but she, now it looks like she, her maid takes her place. Is that? Yeah. That was kind of an awkward yeah. segue. Um, I have noticed a few things. It looks like we maybe got some plot cut here and there because suddenly there's like an awkward scene where it feels like there should be more. Uh, yeah. But, that's how I felt too, because, so yeah. I will say that I, I, watched it a lot and i'm you know i just keep watching but i still have a lot of questions about different things yeah well and i think that's part of just chinese dramas because a lot of time these are all pre-produced sometimes the government will chop up things if it's not government sanctioned or they'll have to chop things for time and so a lot of times it can get edited post-production and I've seen it in a couple of dramas that we've watched before. So I'm guessing that's kind of what happened and why it's such an awkward scene. But the princess escapes with her son and she escapes from death and is going back home to her father, who is like the king of the big tribe of the area, like not even tribe, big country. He's like the head honcho of China right now. And so she's going home to daddy with her son and escaping her husband's tribe. And, but it's not like her biological son, right? I think it's the, I think it's the King's child from another woman or something like that. I'm not it, sure. I wasn't quite sure on that. Cause I feel like that was in there, but, um, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Cause she certainly treats him as her. Yeah, child. She treats him as her son. Well, it couldn't have been her biological son. Cause she was only married to him for two years. Right. So that would be an awfully mighty feat. To That's do. true. Very true. Yes. So she's going home for daddy and her dad is uh, the head honcho king, of course. And he, he dotes on his children. Like he loves his children. But he also has a new wife, an evil stepmother, you might say. Yeah, I would say so. Is feeling that the princess is a threat to her lifestyle and her son and her throne. And so they have some contention going on. Yes, she's kind of the reason that she ended this. The princess ended up um, being sent off, right? Yes, yes. That and people's prediction that her presence would be uh, detrimental to the prince or something. And um, I, I have, we been told that for sure that this evil stepmother is of the demon sect. So I don't know if that was this week. I'm pretty sure it was this week, but it was just okay. mentioned when her brother was like arrested for plotting. Right. 
And then you, yeah. s- and there's one scene where we see her doing some bad looking stuff. Like, yeah, like voodoo to the king and right. magical things. We don't know exactly what, but she, up to no good. And the daughter witnesses this. So she knows that her stepmom is, there's something hinky there. So something is going on. Yeah. So, um, then we have another character who enters who I again was like, who who is this? Um, is the son of light or something, the, the cultivated the elf, elf, the elf prince. prince. <laughs> yeah. He totally looks like an elf. Like he not does. like not he like does. a Keebler elf, but like, you know, the hot like, elves from like a hobbit uh, Lord elf, of the Rings. You know? Exactly. Yes. A Lord of the Ring elf. Um I, I totally agree with you. I don't know why he looks like that, but he absolutely does. Yes. So and they talk um, that he's the son of light and he's like super cultivated and he's destined to bring about something or other. I'm not yes. sure about this whole son of dark, son of light. It's going to be dark forever. I'm not sure what's going on with that, to be perfectly honest. Right. I believe darkness is coming. Yes, darkness is coming. Does that mean good, bad? All I know is Elf Prince is really hot, so does it really matter? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, uh, yeah. I like Something. him so far. He's very noble. Like, out of all of the characters that we've seen so far, he's the most that embeds nobility, that, you know, this righteousness, this, like, I'm above all of this because I am the chosen one of light. You know, I don't kill people that defy me because that's not what a person of light would do i really like him so far he is honorable and it's interesting because our woodcutter who is sort of the main character um he has a lot of gray i mean when you obviously he he doesn't mind pulling some scams occasionally that's right (laughs) and he's so but he's very um loyal Yes, he's and certainly to the the little girl that he sort of raised. Um, so I've had some questions because I was wondering, you know, is there going to be going to be a love line here? And when I first started watching, I was thinking it might be the Sung Sung. Um, yeah, because she is um, set as the main girl, right? But he found her as an itty bitty baby and raised her. So there's just something about that that will make but, me. Have but he's only her. maybe he's supposed to be like only like maybe five years older than her. So it's not a huge age difference. Yes, but he raised her. He raised her like like a big brother this whole time. Yeah. There's an ick factor. I don't know. I don't feel the ick factor so much as just they don't seem like a romantic pairing at this point. At this point in time. But maybe, you know, it could be, too, that it'll be one of those things where they separate and whatnot. But And she ages, yeah. Right. But they also have connected him with um, the princess because he... So the deal with the princess after she escaped um, from the funeral pyre, she... Was she ran into him and he he saved her, um, yes. and her her adopted son or her and son. And she took that he took them all to the capital. And That's right. Was kind of their like guide through the trials of you know assassins right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was a total badass. And oh, he's like, amazing. who would not fall for him in that kind of situation? So, 
Yeah, he was pretty impressive. And her head was definitely turned to an extent. I mean, I'm not saying she's ready to, like, kick the royal thing to the curb and follow him. But I do think she definitely noticed him. Yes. Well, and then she didn't she fall asleep with her head on her shoulder? Yeah. Or he fell asleep with his head on her shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he was all sassy in the morning about it and everything. Um, the one thing is, I don't think that uh, Nietzsche is feeling romantic for anyone at this point. Right. Yeah, he's just sort of doing, I, I, I guess he's doing he just... his bachelor man thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think he's very happy just um, living with Sang Sang and going about his business towards revenge. I don't think romance is even in his you know it's just not there it's not a thing right now yeah no. and he's just focused right now on i guess cultivating so because yes, um, <laughs> every time he sees somebody who might be able to help him do that he asks you know apparently like throughout his life and they're like no yeah no we can't <laughs> you're and, like whatever it is your guts are blocked is that what you said <laughs> Or so, his chi is his chi yeah. channels are blocked, and he's it's just chi like, challenged. <laughs> yes, chi challenged. <laughs> so he's, uh, but anyway, so there's a rough early synopsis for you. I think yeah. that I mean, there's so much here because the, of course, the political intrigue piece is that the Yan uh, dynasty, I guess the Yan, the Yans are. Um, kind of trying to overthrow the Tang emperor. And so there's all that brewing on the side. And so there's like light and dark and. And then there's the emperor's brother. Who's all cahooting over him and yeah. the demon sect. And then there's like, who I'm not sure who the masked guy is yet. I know he's like a something prince, like a somewhere in the family line prince, right. but I have no clue who he is, and he's kind of, like, dumb. <laughs> I feel like I'm, right now, I'm watching it for the fight scenes. I'm not saying that there's not plot to it, but, like, I really love the fight scenes. And Agreed. so I'm, you know. Okay, we did meet a character, though, and I absolutely love them together, and I wanted the whole drama to just be the two of them. Um, so uh, Nietzsche meets, boy, I can't remember what his name is. One second. I have it all up, so let me find it real He's second quiet. brother, basically, in charge of, they were calling it a gang. Um, yes. And he ends up asking Nietzsche to come with him and help him um, for an evening and basically protect, kind of be with him and protect him. And so, yeah, because he's going to go against all of these political factions that are trying to kill him off. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Before that, though, we have an early bromance, which is Nietzsche and his childhood friend. Apparently, the two of them discovered Song Song together, and they've been separated for a long time. And so they reunited. They have, like, friendship bracelets or something. Um, <laughs> right? Don't they? <laughs> yes. So yes, they do. And it's, it's so cute. <laughs> it was adorable. And so um, he was working for the military and then also for this gang and he was sort of like a double agent um and the 
big bad guys in the military got a hold of him and are we okay? We're giving spoilers, right? Oh yeah, we're totally spoilers. Yeah, we're totally giving spoilers. And so um he ends up dying. All right, he ends it up. It was being tragic. Dead. I like actually it yeah. was awful. I didn't, I didn't expect think, it. Yeah, I didn't expect him to kill him at all. I was just like, <gasps> what did right. they do? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was really awful. And then they like dragged him past the place where uh song song and Nietzsche have they've set up a little shop a calligraphy shop so yes. um so anyway he i i really thought that that was going to be a bromance kind of thing that they were gonna like foster throughout the show but he died no. early on they kill him and, off right away oh, right so along comes the second in charge of the gang and he how shall shoot how shall shoot asks yep. him to help out He's the leader of the fish dragons, I believe. It's translated as something different. Um, yeah, something else. But on my drama like, list, it says leader Ich-thias. of the fish dragons. <laughs> and which would make sense. Something like ichthyosaurs or something like that, right? So fish, you know, Latin roots. We should be able to figure that out. So anyway, he... Um, He's being targeted. He, comes, he asks for him to come with him. Uh, Nietzsche's like... Well, hey, that's the you know the group that have killed my friend. So he goes with him, um, and that is when we have that epic fight scene, which was just freaking awesome. And it was a long fight scene too. It was like fifteen twenty minutes, but so worth it. I just, I really did. I smiled through the whole thing because it was just so well done. And he like pulls up the mask and just kicks butt oh my god it was amazing the two of them i i just wanted them to like link arms and and be together forever and fight well and i love he asks him and stuff and he says okay i'm gonna go get ready and nietzsche comes out with like every possible weapon you could have possibly imagined including a giant black umbrella yes and he has so much on him and he's like, what are you doing? Because everyone else is like bare basics. And he looks like he's about ready to like go start a siege. Exactly. And it's just, but he looks so cool. And it's so much fun. And it's just like, oh, I love this character. Yeah, I do too. I love that he just he tends to like somehow show up with like robes and um, like trench coats and flowing like like suddenly you look at him and you're like where did he get that outfit but yeah anyway. he'd be like the bad boy gunfighter on a western yes, totally. that he's not like the noble white-hatted lead guy but he's the quirky friend gunfighter with that looks hot you know so that's kind of the character he is in this just in a chinese drama rather than a western and, and totally looks hot i mean yes we, have, totally we can't stress that enough he looks really <laughs> good. I think I I totally had the same vibe, like that it felt west, like an old wild west kind of feel. Especially that town after the, you know, the military came in and like made everybody leave. Um, yeah, so it's just them against the bad guys. There's no exactly. onlookers. There's no, you know, anybody to get into their in their way. It's just them against the world, and it was awesome. Okay, so that's kind of where, that's our basic plot for now. I know we kind of meandered a little bit, but um, what did, as far as characters that you really like or really don't like, 
Who's on your list? I of course I really like our leads Nietzsche and Sung Sung. Um, they really stand out for me. Sung Sung especially. I really am hoping that she gets more of a part because I the agree. actress is very dynamic. I'm really enjoying that actress in that character. Have you and seen her in anything before? No, I believe this is her first. Yeah, draw. I've never. She's only fifteen. Oh, and she's only 15? Yeah, she's 15, and I believe the main guy is 19. They're very young. Yeah, I knew he was young. I knew I was yeah. I remember looking that up and being like, oh wow. So okay. I mean, this is close to the early of their um acting adventure. And so I I do like that they're very dynamic. Um, I know some people are saying that the main guy's a little stiff. I I can see where they're coming from, but I like him enough that I don't care. Right. Uh, I would say, like, I started to see that more a little bit later. Like, he, um, like, during the fight scenes, there's a couple of times where they pan to him and, like, he quirks his eyebrow. Um, and I think, I was like, wow, that's actually really good. Um, yeah. but there are some things a little bit later where I'm like, eh, okay, he, like, he's a little on the weak side here or there. Yeah. However, I'm looking at it as, you know, there are old movies when Hughie was, um, in dramas, like his early dramas, he wasn't as great either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of room to improve. I think he's someone that can improve. And so I'm and he okay with may, it. Even as the drama goes along, you know, like he's, he just is a little green at times, but yeah, not, not during the fight scenes. Those okay. are great. I'm looking up. I guess she's 25, not 15. She looks 15. She's <laughs> 15. She's her character's 15. Yeah. In the so storyline. 25. So. She's older than him. She is older than he is. Yes. Wow. However, this is her first drama and she has some supporting roles in movies over two movies over like the last year or two but this is her first her face reminds me of the woman in queen of mystery there's something about her that just reminds me in the korean drama uh, queen of mystery um i don't know what it is but she she's not your typical like chinese beauty that you see in a lot of dramas And I like her, though, because she definitely, she's her, she's not a beauty, but she's very, she's still very pretty. And she, and I think, yeah, that she's striking in, in a lot of different ways. Um, But she's just not your typical um, Korean or Korean Chinese uh, drama actress. So I really, I like that about her. Um. So, so far, I think that they are definitely doing a great job, the two of them, um, especially given that, you know, this is, this is her first lead role. And is it his, too? Yes. He's done yeah. a couple movies as well. It looks like he did some young child stuff back in the 90s. So, but this is his first, like, lead, big lead stuff. But it looks like they both have some dramas coming out in the next year or two i feel like he has so when we talk about his acting like his maybe maybe at times his he's a little stiff um like i said later on but 
uh, his body movement, like the fluidity of his movements and yes. things is very, that, that feels more like a seasoned actor. Like he can turn his body in different ways and, and convey what he's thinking or, well, or, he kind of reminds me of Jackie Chan. Cause you know, Jackie Chan is someone who is definitely a physical actor. I wouldn't say he's an amazing actor, right. but what he can do with his body is amazing. And it kind of feels the same way where this is a guy that knows how to do fight sequences. And so I'm not sure he'll, maybe he'll become a better actor. Maybe he won't, but whatever the case may be, he'll be really good in this kind of role where you want someone to be believably active, to fight, to that you can believe is like, okay, yeah, he's a total badass. And he's he is, I was butt. just going to say, he's a total badass. And I'm, you know, I believe and it. He's believable. Like, yes, absolutely. Where we've seen other dramas where, yeah, the guy's attractive and he might be a better actor, but his, but fighting isn't quite up to snuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, I've never seen anybody just like, he's fast. So, yes. and like, it, like we talked about earlier, it could be the cinematography, but wow, he's fast. So, yeah. So in that, he's doing an amazing job. So what about your favorite moment this week? Uh, it's the fight scene. I mean, there's no way that you can't say it's the fight scene because it was so memorable and so just oh, epic. It was great. Right? It was just, yeah, that was yes. my favorite. If too. I had to choose a second one, I would be where he's saving the princess from the assassins out on the plains. Mm-hmm. And he's um, shooting bows and arrows. And then the girl has the big umbrella and just the, all the magic is flying around. That sequence was really well done. I liked that. It gave me that first touch of that magic element. And yeah. they kept... Um, splitting back to these cultivated gentlemen who are playing go and right. being all like dignified over, Oh, I outwitted you and all this. And then they discovered that there's some new player on the field that they don't understand what just happened, you know, cause they're not actually physically there. They're just feeling what's going on and they got circumvented. And we don't know if that's because of him or Sung Sung. But one of the two of them is going to be this force against these bad people or the the established um, cultivators, you oh. know. So I can't wait to keep watching. But um, OK, but what about uh, any least favorite moments? The king kind of bores me. I wish we had a bit more of a dynamic king. Yeah, um, I agree. He's because he's. In the story, he's pulling off these pretty cool plot points and everything. But the actor himself, I'm just kind of like, he's a snooze fest. I don't care. And I don't know if it's the way it's written or if it's the acting or if it's like, I he don't just, know. Because eh. like, I mean, the plot's there to make it a really cool character because he's kind of like doing all these secret behind the scenes things and leading people against these others that are out to get him and all this kind of stuff, but he's just really boring. Yeah. So the story's there for him to be a cool character, but the way it's, he's being portrayed, whether it's the actor or the directing or whatever, that part is really boring. And so I'm kind of just like, eh, let's get back to the princess or elf prince or more um, fight scenes, more fight scenes, you know, take off your shirt. Is, oh, sorry. Stupid. 
Um, so for me, the my least favorite moment was the friend being killed. Oh. I just was not expecting it. And it, it was well it, done. It was. But, but even as they stabbed him, I kept thinking, oh, they're going to have him saved. Right. I never for he I never going to get here in time and save him. Yes. And I just didn't happen. It was just no. like, no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward, though, to seeing where this goes. Um, and we will be back uh, next week with the yes. next installment. So we're doing about eight episodes. Is that what we said? Or six? Probably. Episodes? It'll be in there. We're going to do six to eight episodes a week, depending on how much happens in each episode. Um, I'm, it's a little off by what they're being released on Vicky, but this right. isn't going to air till January anyway, so it doesn't matter. Happy so, New Year, everybody. I know. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, so this is definitely going to be part of our season two of Dramas with a Side of Kimchi podcast. And so it should be pretty far in, if not finished, by the time this is airing. So you'll be able to watch all these episodes on Vicky. And then, of course, you know, follow along with us and enjoy the podcast. And, well, hopefully you enjoy the podcast. I'm not going to assume. And join us each week as we go about our favorite scenes, our moments, where we like the story going, what we don't like, that kind of stuff. Random chatting back and forth about hottie scenes. I mean, great fight scenes. And also, um, we will be making sure that we uh, keep you up to date as we go along. Um, before next week's podcast, we will double check the pronunciation of our main leads. <laughs> yes, we will. Jen will drown them into my head so I, I can't yeah. screw them up. because I don't have the characters in front of me, so I, I just, I'm not positive. Um, and I didn't... Uh, write out the names and hopefully if you enjoy this we might make it a consistent thing because we do watch a lot of chinese dramas and we really enjoy talking about them and you know it's kind of a dual thing with our k-drama obsession and you know and it's just the two of us so it's actually really nice to have all of you out there listening and hopefully joining us in the comments i know there's like one person that listens to us we're like, we love you, one person. <laughs> Thank you for giving us validation. <laughs> yes, because our, our kimchi uh, sisters here are not as interested in all of the Chinese dramas. So. Which is fine. It's not that's for everyone. Fine. It's fine. If they can't commit to 50 to 70 episodes, that's okay. We understand. Yes, but hopefully some of you out there in drama land can commit with us. So we'd love to to have you join us every week. Um, we'd also love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us over on Hap- Apple Podcasts. Uh, these ratings and reviews that really help uh, um, iTunes spread the news about our podcast and help others find us. So it's really the best way you can go and support the podcast and help us find listeners. And thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. And they're also great places to leave suggestions for future topics or in this way, uh, future dramas for us maybe to podcast someday. We love to hear from our readers and listeners. And thanks again. Uh, We have so much more to say behind the scenes and we do want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.